The following podcast is a Simpronto Media production. She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Check out this quick snippet from the Fasting Reset Summit. And to claim your free ticket, go to FastingResetSummit.com. Let's listen in. Today, we have Dr. Kalish. And Dr. Kalish, welcome. And tell us a little bit about yourself. I decided to become a naturopath in the early years of my life. And so I ended up becoming a chiropractor and going on and studying primarily with naturopaths for the earlier part of my career. Kind of on this trajectory, um, which I didn't anticipate, which is becoming one of the leaders in functional medicine. Intermittent fasting and weight loss are totally separate subjects. Mm, good. And the reasons why intermittent fasting is healthy have nothing to do with weight loss. A whole yes. totally different subjects. And maybe that's being confused by people out there. I didn't realize yes. that. But yeah, intermittent fasting is one thing you do to get healthy and to be healthy and to keep your gut lining intact and to do all kinds of great things for your microbiome and all this other stuff. Separate from that entirely is how people lose weight and why they lose weight. Um, so yeah, like Buddha didn't tell his monks and nuns to only eat once a day so they would get skinny. It was more about spiritual enlightenment, right? Yes. And, and so, um, Clearly, right? That was the whole point. That's why people become monks and nuns. They're not doing it so they can be thin. Now, look, think about it. They wear those big robes. You can't even see what their bodies look like. Yeah, <laughs> so there's nothing. True. Intermittent fasting should be separated entirely in everyone's minds from weight loss. Yeah. So let's talk about, I love what you said earlier. That was so good, is that we have to separate the health aspect from the weight loss aspect. Because most people, I think, they look at the weight loss aspect, but there's so many health benefits. And I want you to talk to us a little bit. I think that's so interesting intriguing that you so you did you actually physically spend two years with those monks yeah I did that is amazing so talk to us a little bit about that and a little bit about the health benefits um, maybe that you even experienced because you were only eating one meal a day that whole time you were there correct yeah well so I lived in two different monasteries one was called Wat Suan Mok it was in southern Thailand and at that monastery we had a 10-day silent retreat every month. So it was 10 days of total silence. No talking, no reading, no writing, no eye contact. Just straight up meditation. If you're on the lightweight program, maybe 12 hours a day, the heavy-duty meditators like myself, more like 18 hours a day of meditation. And then um, that monastery, you had the morning, break, the morning meal at, at, at sunrise. And then you could have, if you were like kind of a, a wimp, you could have a second little snack at 11 a.m. There's another monastery I lived in, northern Thailand, much stricter, Wat Panana Chat. And they were like, oh, no way. You know, you have a meal, one meal at 5 a.m. and that's it. Um, and so, the, I mean, it's a discipline. But when everyone around you is doing it and there's no food available anyways, there's, you know, the, you don't really get hungry. That kind of goes away. I, like I said earlier, I think a large portion of why we eat and how we eat and who we eat with all revolves around using food as entertainment. And when you take that off the, off the option list and no one is eating, then you just do other things, right? Um, to interact with other people. I don't, I don't know what you do, play a game of cards or just talk about life or whatever it is that you do. But you know, things don't center around food. 
If you go to ChantelRayway.com right now, you can get my ebook and audiobook bundled for just $4.99. You can get either one of my books, Waste Away, the latest edition, or Fasting to Freedom for that same price. So go online right now, ChantelRayway.com, and don't miss one heck of a deal. Um, and like I said earlier, the, the monks don't do intermittent fasting for health reasons. Not really. For but- it's a it's a matter of you know controlling your appetites like mm-hmm. literally right and getting control over your mind and having an understanding that that hunger is not even real anyways is it you know and and you sort of having discipline over the body so the body doesn't control you right and obviously they have the whole other rule there's no sex right there's no extra eating they're really trying to focus your energies on the spiritual life and i think that part of what the Buddhists discovered or Buddha discovered 5,000 years ago is that food is a distraction from deeper spiritual states. And I think also anyone who does yoga or has meditated a lot or people that do intermittent fasting feel, you can tell, right? That if you're overeating, you're just slowing your system down. Forget about weight, whether you're gaining weight or not. You're just um, mentally sluggish. And, you know, when you're a little hungry all the time, just puts an edge on your life in a good way, right? It makes you more aware. Wow. That's, that's really cool. So talk about the microbiome for a second. And do you think that fasting helps the the microbiome and why or why not? Yeah. So I've been studying this a lot lately. Um, This is based on Richard Lord's work on the microbiome, Dr. Lord. Uh, We basically, every time you eat a, a meal, that did you ever do like high school biology class where you had like a petri dish and you grew yes. out stuff? Did you do that? Yeah, remember? And you like you put something in the dish and you come back a few days later and you can't believe how much the bacteria grew. Yes, so that happens in your digestive tract every time you eat a meal. There's this exponential growth where the bacteria in your gut go from thousands to tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands, like trillions. It's just a, basically your gut is a big fat Petri dish, right? Mm. For bacteria to grow. It's like a fermenter. Um, If anyone's ever made beer and you've seen things ferment. And so when every time you eat a meal, as that food goes through your digestive tract, one of the primary things that happens is it stimulates the growth of either good or bad intestinal organisms. So if you eat like a lot of inflammatory foods or a lot of sugary foods or excessive carbohydrate, you're going to promote the growth of yeast and bad bacteria. And if you eat vegetables and fruit and beans and some healthy grains and maybe some meat, if you're a meat eater, then you're going to stimulate the growth of the good bacteria. This is just a snippet from Fasting Reset Summit. This is a four-day virtual event where you can hear from over 30 world-class experts, leaders, and doctors talking about the healing powers of fasting. This is a way that you can discover the secrets to a healthier lifestyle by just practicing fasting. You can claim your free ticket right now at FastingResetSummit.com. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we'll see you on the next one.